I swear to you, 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, I'm hiding in the bushes with a baseball bat because I have my vengeance no matter what. Having said that, Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar could kick my ass in real life. What is going on, everybody? This is Dr. Chris Featherstone here for yet another episode of the Wrestling Outlaws with, look at him right there, with the man, with the biceps, the boot, ladies and gentlemen, former WCW World Heavyweight Champion, Happy Trees, representing Vince Russo, and the former TNA World Heavyweight Champion. There he is, the Count. Look at him, the Count. EC Thriela. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. How are you? How are you, my man? I'm going for my Bruce Wayne and the Dark Knight Rises here because that's how I feel. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. Are you wearing any pants right now? Yeah, they're shorts. I just want to make sure. Just want to no sure. underwear though. I stopped wearing underwear. Very nice. Vince has a well, I don't even know why Vince asked that because he has a PP cam behind you. The damnedest thing that John Hamm picture I have back there, sometimes I see the eyes following me. It's almost Ooh. like sometimes check it out, man. Check it out. Mm, the gig is up. The gig is up, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> All right, let's get uh, into these topics here. Let's start with shooting from the hip, ladies and gentlemen. Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley is set for Crown Jewel in November. What was it like uh, for you, EC3, sharing the locker room with uh, with Bobby Lashley? And did you ever get a chance to interact with Brock Lesnar while you were in the WWE? Yeah, um, I mean, because, you know, I have personal relationships and professional relationships with so many of these people. So I'm always very careful with my words and how I speak on somebody I like, I respect, I enjoy working with, you know. So that harkens me back to the thing about Adam Cole last week, because for five <laughs> minutes, five, get the dump button ready, because I'm swearing on the five. Don't, don't curse, man. Five minutes. I talked about how talented he is, professional he is, cool he is, nice he is, the best dude ever. Just yes. five minutes just putting over Adam Cole. We had a five-star match together, man. But then, because I'm a pro wrestler who talks S, J, you know, I say things, you know, when it came up, like, could he beat me in a real fight? No, he couldn't. He couldn't beat me in a real fight. And so somebody out of context takes the one thing I said about ripping his arms off and beating him to death with them. Like, I was seriously shooting on him. I'm a pro wrestler. I talk a bunch of Shit. like what the the and then people are coming at me so okay the question about him was do you believe him as a heel and i think vince and i are like well not really because he's a baby face people love him so all these baby faces these social justice warriors on the internet these virtuous heroes are coming after me the big bad guy talking bad about me because a professional wrestler couldn't back himself up or he doesn't even care because he knows it's baloney. So just the out of context reporting, I swear to you guys, if you're fans of this and you just read headlines or you read Will snippets, you are being worked. You are being lied to. You are being 
fooled and you are a pawn and you are a sheep. So having said that about Adam Cole, there's not one professional wrestler alive that I don't think I can rip their arms off and beat them to death. Nobody can beat me in a fight. I will never lose a fight because it's not over until I win. So maybe I get punched, maybe I tap out, maybe I get pinned, but I swear to you, 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, I'm hiding in the bushes with a baseball bat because I have my vengeance no matter what. Having said that, Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar could kick my ass in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Nice setup there. Very nice setup. What were your experiences with those guys, bro? For for Bobby, I mean, we had a a pretty epic feud in uh, Impact for the heavyweight title. And uh, I know he was he was Bellatoring at the same time when we're going for the championship. I think that was six 2016. The dude's a pristine athlete. The dude's an incredible machine. The guy's a family man. He's a superior human. He's got a million dollar smile. He's he's just a good man. He's a good man. Hell of a hell of a talent. Believable in every sense of the word. And when he's on, I, I don't think there's many that can match up with him on a physical level having said that 2016 when we had our world title match he may have won that you know i'll still win the fight in the end because i'll beat him with a bat 20 years down the road he may have won that match but when the match was over i blew him up mm. he, he was <laughs> and i'm not <laughs> That was good, man. That was good, right? <laughs> Blew up Bobby Lashley. Hey, 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 bro, I got to ask you a question. When you're in the ring with somebody as big as a Bobby or as big as a Brock Lesnar, bro, do, 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 does it ever get to a point where, like, these guys don't know their own strength? Because I look at the size of these guys and I'm like, how could they not hurt you? Like, they're, they're so huge and massive. Does that happen with guys that big, bro, where they really don't know their own strength? I think I've only been F5 by Brock and like a chaotic whatever. So for Bobby, I think he knows his strength and his strength's impeccable and he's never been putting you out of position or just dropping you on your dome or flipping you up like sideways. And then two, it takes two to tango. You got to be in control of your own body. He is probably stronger than he even knows but he also knows he's very strong i would say he's quicker than he thinks he is so like sometimes you know he's so gazelle-like athletic that he's so fast like there's no time to take in between because it's just coming and you're like oh my oh here he comes oh geez you know boom uh bro when you're that when you're that big and that massive because cause I know a lot of times, bro, you know, you know, I'm a big baseball guy. And baseball plays will only work out to a point. Because right. when they start putting mass on, it affects their game. Is that the same for wrestlers, bro? Are, are you would, more limited based on putting on more mass? I would say for me, yes. I would say for them, they're so genetically, you know, superhuman that the mass does not. I don't think there's quicker guys in any sort of division like guys that weigh 170 180 brock and bobby move quicker than i would say almost because they're so gifted and so athletic um when you yeah for me what what difference do you feel when you start really putting on some mass what difference do you feel in the ring 
you know, and especially because I'm so lean, every bump hurts. Everything is just painful and I look wow. fantastic and I feel like hell every day. Uh, but I definitely notice like watching some of my stuff back, like my mobility, it takes me longer to get warmed up and I'm trying to do the same things I did when I wasn't as big. So I'm not as loose until like halfway through. So like movements are constrained, putting on, you know, more size than you're probably accustomed to. You get a little hunch. I notice I hunch, it drives me nuts. So, but I'm not the athlete those two dudes are. And as far as Brock, we only, you know, never had any super professional in-ring interactions. But when he was backstage, I think he's like so part of the old guard and so like alpha and confident himself that he knows new guys like fear talking to him. Like yeah. to go shake their hand, like you guys say hi to him. Like, I don't want him to get mad at me. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, this guy's over there thinking everybody's afraid of him. I'm just gonna go walk right up to him and start talking to him. And I walk right, you know, up to him and I'm like, hey, buddy, how are you? Oh, I'm good to see you. And then we're talking about his cowboy hat for 10 minutes, you know? So he's always <laughs> been. Hey, Chris, can is approachable? Yeah. Is he, is he approachable? If you are not afraid to approach people that you can beat you to death. No, if you have any confidence in yourself, yeah, he's very approachable. If you have, he could probably also be the he's kind of guy that could uh, sniff weakness, and he mm. probably sees a lot of weakness in today's mm. wrestling. So, I would have thought of a creative way to get his issues out there because if you are able to do that chris that would have made him an interesting character someone who else was a strong heel that just kind of went awry man people didn't know what the heck went what happened with him uh laura sullivan laura sullivan was was someone who uh they, you know, he was making some noise in NXT. They had him as some type of monster character. They brought him up on SmackDown. He was making some noise. And then he got a he got caught in a lot of saga outside of uh the the wrestling sphere. And that basically caused him. That was, I mean, he wrote his death. That was basically his death death wish at that point. And now he's just uh Nowhere to be found. And then he's black, basically blacklisted the same, same, seemingly from WWE. Do you think Vince, before we get to uh, EC3, do you think Vince Russo that Lars Sullivan could have ever been a, a top main event star as a heel? God, bro, it's like he, 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 he here's the problem, man. What, whatever, I can't remember specifically what the issues were. Do you remember, Chris? Yeah, I'm a lot sure. of. I know one. I'm going to make a joke about, but then the rest I don't really remember. What yeah, lots of. Uh, it was comments he was making toward people, and then they found uh, there were some some racist comments they found in like a Reddit or some type of uh, like one of those forums, and then there was some some sexual stuff going on too. There was like some Reddit. Yeah, the Reddit files files basically. Yeah, <laughs> the Reddit forum was before he was hired under some weird yep, yep. kind of thing yeah yep. yeah that's not good. yeah see bro that that, that that's the that that's the thing with me bro like i'm always gonna wanna i'm, I'm always gonna, i'm always gonna want to deal with the issues 
You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if this guy has issues that it's out there, I'm going to figure out a way to let's get this, you know, out there. So, I mean, that's that that that's what I would do. And I know they're dealing with ratings and what I get it, bro. But I would have thought of a creative way to get his issues out there, because if you are able to do that, Chris, that would have made him an interesting character. Mm -hmm. Because if not, I hate to bring this up, but I'm just being honest. If not, what do you got? You got Braun Strowman. Mm. And and you've got a one-dimensional big guy character that's going to run around the ring and knock everybody over. That's why, bro, there's got to be dimensions to the personality. And those dimensions come from who you really are. That's where they come from, bro. What do you think, East? Digger. Like, yeah, the dimensions he speaks of are so true. And that's kind of what my purpose of control your narrative was for a platform for people to be themselves and come out of their shell and yada, yada, yada. If we're talking about Lars Sullivan as a character and an in-ring worker and these things, I think paired with the right like piece, he would have been, he could have been a top level heel, like, mm-hmm. you know, just based on his look and his ability. When Vince spoke about guys that are stronger than they know, he is definitely stronger than he knows. And, that's scary because he knows he's strong as hell. So uh, we had him. He was part of my five-star match at a takeover. So in like really, from a professional standpoint, talking to him, he's outside the box as a human being. He's a very interesting character in real life, you know, behind screaming bad guy. If you had a, him like, I would picture him in like a lab coat doing like science projects and just it's you know speaking insanity this is all character based like he definitely had his reality as a character was very very interesting and Vince probably would have ate it up and then as far as like the realistic issues with you know racist reddit thirds and things of that nature and then finding himself in a adult video with another man you know like I hope the A&W root beer sponsorship money comes in. But besides that, you know, it's unfortunate. People do things and they, you know, have nothing to apologize for if that's what they choose to do. But like, yeah, the issues were there. So yeah. I hope he's well. He's yeah. treating me nothing but kindly. Yeah, as far know, as I know. It's funny because, bro, for me, that was the best part of the job. Hmm. Like, who are you? Like, who who, 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 who are you and how do we portray I'm a that? racist adult film star. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. From Denver. <laughs> right. From Denver. Uh, we had a really, like, a, a singles match on NXT where I came back all, you know, knotted up and busted open a little bit and, like, felt like I was in a fight. And I really enjoyed that because, you know, so much of the wrestling, especially there, kind of transcended into, you know, creative interpretive dancing as opposed to physicality. And I remember we just knocked the ass out of each other. And that was good. And he's very good in the ring. Very athletic, too. So a shame. But you know what? You reap what you sow. So So it's safe to say that we probably won't ever see Lars Seller. Triple H is on an onslaught. He's on a he's on a barrage of bringing people back. And well, it's safe to say that Lars won't be one of those people. Well, you'd never say never, but never. Never. that's what they always tell me. Yeah. Yeah. 
If he comes back, I hope it's I hope there's some character with him because he came back as something like like he was he was the the the, the old school like like just heal you know it's just like yeah, it was just so one dimensional man oh you yeah. mean like almost doing this what about yeah. almost doing this in the video yeah. no, he he is, know what's going on he has no idea what's happening what what, what a, who, first of all who I don't even think EC3 sits at home and does this. Who, who does this, bro? Hey, he's a nice guy, but so is my neighbor, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's a sweetheart of a guy. What, what are we, what are we yeah, doing, yeah. man? What are we? Did anybody get the AW joke? No. What AW joke? <laughs> Please explain, though. Please. Lars is a uh, AW sponsorship money coming in. Nobody got the joke. Was it supposed to come in? Well, the joke is you have to watch the video. Oh, I, and then I, I you get the joke. So you guys ever even saw the video? No. Don't. Don't. Neither will I ever. <laughs> if you do, the joke will be like, that was a good joke. Ah, uh, okay. So it's probably good that I had no idea so, what that joke was. <laughs> and I won't. So I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, gracefully pass on that offer. But thank you, though. I, I appreciate it. Vince Russo, EC3. <laughs> he's got he's got the new he's got the punch going on now, and he's got the uh, oh you got the the mitten the menace heel the uh, Baron Von Roski. Barrett the dog going on here, man. We've got a very Marvoski. Yeah, he's in three. Bro, I swear he just made a gif right there, man. We should do something. We we should do something that's a revolutionary. I swear to God. EC3, Dr. Chris, we have all these freaking <laughs> yahoos out there, hundreds and thousands of wrestling podcasts where they're covering this crap seriously. Yes. Bro, if we, if we covered this as, okay, guys, this is a parody of wrestling. Yeah. And that's the perspective we're taking it at. This is, this is a parody bro if, if that's the way we 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 handle this show yeah. it would be the greatest show out there because that's how that's how wrestling has become clearly a parody of itself that's how it should be looked at you can't cover this stuff seriously bro you can't well, I I think we do a great job of interchanging deep thoughtful insights and great perspectives i meant to do that the other way great perspectives deep insight and like you know being part of it and doing it you know very very well and at the same time we got jokes most of them are good sometimes the aw1 falls flat <laughs> <laughs> good good rebound <laughs> so so Vince, Vince and I we do that all the time we do that with the bouncies we do that with uh, toots we do that with the black scorpion it's entertainment man it's parody it's oh, fun it's on, yeah, it's up, man. Hey, let's yeah. wear Halloween costumes next week yeah, yes 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of uh, Happy Trees, Vince Russo over there, uh, on behalf of former TNA World Heavyweight Champion, EC3, uh, on behalf of the doctor, me, Dr. Chris, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Wrestling Outlaws. Have a good night. So long. Uh -huh.